The program we are about to present is a report on the gay liberation movement. Betches Media presents Gay, 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 and Lesbian Homosexuals Come Together. Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Everyone's gay. Bless God and bless the gays. Hi guys, this is Everyone's Gay. I'm Chris Burns. I'm Brian Russell Smith. What's up, bitch? Nothing. I'm just jealous of your iced coffee even though it's so cold outside but it's so hot in here i have a hot coffee i really wish i had a cold one you know i didn't even bring this what someone got that gave that to you yeah like the, um, like uh, being nice or they had to spare uh no uh friend of the pod g that works in the office said uh-huh. do you want a coffee here well that was nice of her no uh, i would never just get two coffees to give someone else but um, I'm going to start doing that now because that's a really nice Isn't it so nice? Gesture. I've done that for people and it's so nice. I go to Starbucks every day and I've never thought to get anyone else coffee but my own selfish <laughs> self. <laughs> well, I don't think a lot of people do that. Like, no, I oh, guess I'm just right. going to get a random extra coffee to give away. Mm. Um, this is an exciting episode. Is it? Yeah, coming up we have <laughs> Jinx Monsoon yeah. and Ben de la Creme, bitch. They're a fucking riot and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. No? Right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you said no. Yeah, you, I mean, the fact that they've both, one of them won Dread Race and the other, what of if she didn't yeah. see herself out? Yeah, so make sure you stick around for the interview. We also did a lot of fun social content with her. We made, we, we, we or them, we made these, um, we made, a, we shot a video that we haven't finished editing yet, but it is so funny and so good. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to be done. Um, <clears throat> Any who's uh, Your friend is getting sued. Ugh, I know. Um, my best friend. Your best friend. Yeah, we FaceTime like three times a week. Um, so a few episodes ago, I talked about how I went to the Madonna show at the BAM Theater. I went on opening night, and she went on two and a half hours late. I was furious. It was the first weekend I had my puppy. It was like the second day I had my puppy. And I had to like, I leave her alone for like eight hours. I felt awful. But, you know, it was all Madonna's fault. We left early. I missed like a prayer. Ugh. I was angry. The best one. So it, as it turns out, a lot of other people are angry because she, she does it every night. She does it every night. On purpose. <laughs> she doesn't do it on purpose. It seemed, know. did you read the part when she, when she said it? She said, okay, so a fan is doing Madonna after the pop star. This is from Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed reporting this. Um, because she changed her or her ticket people changed the start time of her show from 8:30 to 10:30 because she has been so late. Um and this person's like I can't I can't it's a weekday <laughs> or like you know what I mean I like, love it that they're suing over this and it's so, so petty and amazing. Well, I should have gotten some like I feel like I should have gotten money back from the Bam Theater for my show for that show. I, if I'm sure if I complained I probably could have gotten something in return. It is ridiculous. They she, wouldn't even return his tickets. They wouldn't return his tickets because they changed the time. And it's like a lot of people have children, jobs, like that they need to be home at a certain time for. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wait, but it also said that she um, didn't apologize. She said a queen is never. No. Late. Yeah. She was on show. She was on. She was. Uh, she was at a show in Las Vegas. And she said a queen is never late. Ironically, I think she did show up to that concert late. It's yeah. They even report that she no, was two and a half hours. She was two hours. She's saying like, I don't care that I'm late. Basically, which is it's such exactly a cunty what thing. Which saying. is such a which is such a like a bitchy thing to do. She's like, you're all gonna sit here and wait, and they do. And they do. 
but people get wasted because they're just sitting around drinking, waiting for Madonna to go on. It's like not safe, I think, because I got smacked in the face by a drunk 45 year old woman at my Madonna concert because she was just flailing about. With no phones. With they no lock phones. up your phone. What am I supposed to do? Listen to smooth jazz for two hours? No. Thank you very much. No, I do not want to do that. So I hope this person is able to get their money back. Um, just like, I, she just doesn't live on this planet. No, she's also super fucking famous. Yeah. Um, so there's this new Dua Lipa single that I'm obsessed with, and it's produced by your boy. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> He did back out of being sapiosexual. Did you look into yes. it, Mark Ronson? Yes. He also looks good. He posted a photo looking nice and toned. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he produced it. <laughs> Let me double check and make sure I'm factually correct. Usually if he produces it, it says by Mark Ronson. Well, Monson he like posted. I saw him post. No, not always. He like pr- he produced. Um, I don't know. A bunch of shit. Um and doesn't do that it's like how valerie is always listed as valerie by mark ronson featuring amy winos but he also produced that whole record let's see oh he did not produce it i'm sorry i was wrong but i saw him post repost it so, so you just brought him up to upset me is i what saw you're him post about it i was confused you thought it'd be a fun way to start the day to rip chris's heart out throw it on the table yeah i guess maybe they're just it. friends maybe he just supports her Ugh, British. But I love it. It's called Don't Start Now. It's my that's my recommendation of the day. Did you know that Dulipa and Adele and Amy Winehouse and Jesse J went to high school the same high school? Did Dulipa go to that school too? Now that I'm saying it, I don't think it's true. I don't think she did. Yeah. No, she was like, you're right. She was like a model before she became a singer or something. Um she's so young. How has she already had two careers? Because she was like started modeling at like sixteen, but she was also singing at the same time or fifteen, fifteen and sixteen. I mean, she's like very tall and, and beautiful, so it's I not really be, shocking. Do you think my model days are behind me? I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk's mom became a model in her sixties, seventies, whatever old she is. I see plus size male models these days. Do you? For like big and tall stuff, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying, be nice. It would be nice. I also want to be in a CM music Wouldn't video. I have a lot going on. <laughs> oh my God, Shia LaBeouf is so hot these days. I know. But also being in a CM music video, I don't think is that far-fetched. No. For me. Did you see that? You've seen the, you've seen the electric cart or whatever it is. Elastic cart video yeah. with Shia LaBeouf and Maddie. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. But remember when Kristen Wiig was like, when Sia performed at the Oscar or at like the, the Grammys, Grammys and then okay. Kristen Wiig did. Uh-huh. Lena Dunham did it on like Ellen or some shit or like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> like it's so yeah. weird and I want to do it. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Um, you dream big. Well, we'll see. Anyone, anybody that knows Sia, let her know. Let her know Chris wants to dance for her. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> like Beyonce dance for you. <sighs> Making so many musical references today. I know. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Sharp. Before we go to inter- our interview with, Jinx Monsoon and Ben de la Creme. Let's do our listener question. Do you want to read it? Oh, wow. This is long. Paraphrase, if you can. Hi, gay people. 10 out of 10 on the pod. Great stuff. This question might be a little large. Yes, bitch, it is. I recently got out of my first ever relationship. First guy I ever dated properly or called my boyfriend. And since the breakup, been going through a gay crisis. 
Backstory. I am 23, have been out for many years, and before the relationship, I was very comfortable with myself and my level of gayness. I always liked things that were more traditionally feminine, e.g. fashion, and people would usually figure out I was gay just by how I am without me having to tell them. However, I would always be proud when I would have to tell people because they wouldn't tell. Awful. Couldn't tell. Awful. I know. This never bothered me, and I never gave much thought to if I was masculine enough, although I don't think I ever was flaming. Sorry if that's offensive, just trying to explain. <laughs> However, since being in the rela- relationship, FYI, I was the bottom, he was the top, I have become obsessed with appearing masculine. I don't feel that my ex-boyfriend was aggressively masculine, straight acting, aka you would realize he was gay just by talking to him. But I keep fixating on the things that made him more masculine, like a top, how he dressed, what he liked, his straight guy bedroom. Straight guy bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> which, what does that mean? It's like dirty with jizz didn't all over the have sheets? much thought put into it. But bizarre. What does your bedroom look like, like, girl? I know, like posters of Bob Marley. <laughs> I don't know. Does that mean straight? And I can't stop trying to do similar things with the hope of appearing more mask. It makes me ashamed because I know I'm being very reductive by associating masculinity, femininity to gay sex roles, as well as saying he is more masculine because of how he presents himself. But this is a struggle I am having. I'm also ashamed that I'm trying to appear more masculine by seemingly appearing less gay because I fucking love being gay in gay culture. As I said, I have been out and proud for many years, so it's not like I am just getting used to being gay or anything. Basically, what I'm wondering is, is it normal for gay men to constantly be going through different phases of being comfortable with their outward expression of gayness as well as their masculinity? And I was also wondering if this was something you guys had dealt with and suggestions you would have XOXO. <sighs> um, my first advice would be as someone, what, like a copy editor. This is pretty redundant. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. But, no offense. I mean, it's a good question, but it's, uh, but you know, yeah, I, I, guess. I would tighten that up a little bit. But anyways, um, okay. I go through phases, but... Not because I care what other people are thinking. I think it's like you, you just don't care so much. And you know, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the simple answer. But also, I mean, it's obviously it's just it's just time. It's like no one's comfortable. I mean, no one's even comfortable with themselves to begin with. But then you throw in the whole gay thing, having to like come out and like yeah, be like hiding and then not hiding. It's that takes more time. It's yeah. Just, it kind of sounds like you just love the element of surprise. Also, right? like being gay is like liking men, so like it, it makes sense to like masculine things because it would be fe- you know what I mean. I, that's my whole argument. Be like being gay is like the most masculine thing you could ever do because you're <laughs> sucking. You're you're you have sex with men because you're obsessed with because <laughs> you're obsessed with men. It's like if you I feel like it's more feminine to be obsessed with women. Yeah, take that to the court. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that everyone will agree with you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I agree in that, like, if, you, if you're not concerned about being gay, then who cares? Just be whatever you want. Exactly. No, and also, like, who cares? I mean, maybe that's just too simplified. But, I mean, who cares? Yeah, I don't know how else to... Also, uh, like, don't worry about labeling yourself so much. Because you labeled yourself a lot in that one. Yeah. Like, Well, you're young. The You'll top, grow the bottom, the masculine, the feminine. Liking things, not liking things. You'll grow into being more comfortable. Yeah. Hopefully. Cool. As always, remember to rate, review, and subscribe um, to this podcast. Leave us the best reviews, only positive. Only fucking positive. Mm-hmm. Anyone negative ones, I'm I'm over it. Yeah. 
I got, do your best. Someone came for me okay. on Twitter recently, actually. What did they say? They said I they said I said some crazy shit on the the another podcast that was like but then I mean I I don't really want to get too into it because I don't want people to figure out what it was. But it was like saying that I was wrong about something and then I was kind of being offensive, but I wasn't being, I, I just, I know in my heart that I wasn't wrong. Was it on the Do sound? I do it? Do I just block them? Yeah. Do I just block a person, whoever adds me something or negative them. or just ignore it? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I need to just start blocking people indiscriminately. I just ignore it. Cause when you block them, they're like, you know, it's like, yeah, but then they might feel like they're the asshole if they're if like they get blocked or, or do they think that I'm the asshole? I don't answer because then it's like I'm not even fucking looking. That's true. That's a good one too. I don't even think about you. Clearly, I am thinking about it, but yeah, I mean, of course. But if you pretend, it's funny how like person gives me a, a great in, in person compliment. And I'm like, oh my god, and then I forget about it ten seconds later, and yeah. then like some asshole says one thing to me on the internet. I know. I and know. I'm like, <sighs> really, it's true. Stewing though. for days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know. I get it. For sure. Okay. Um, enjoy your interview. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. All right, and we're back with <laughs> Vendela Creme and Jinx Monsoon. Can you even believe it? I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> She's Thank been you. like this all day. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you for having me. We just shot <laughs> such a fun video on mm. YouTube. Everyone, make sure you check it out. It's on our Insta story. We'll swipe up to it. Check it out. It's fun. I know. <laughs> I was coming from the dentist. I thought I was going to beat you guys here. And then I saw the wigs as soon as the door opened. And I was like, <laughs> I'm late. But. And then you were I like, who's that, that under them? And then you were disappointed. And then, <laughs> <laughs> imagine if I was like, oh, these are, okay, cool. So you guys are promoting your new show. We yeah. sure are. All I want for Christmas is attention. attention. Yes. Um, we're very excited about this show because <laughs> we had such a good year last year. Um, Dela has been criticizing me for my um, attempts at selling this show. Apparently, I come off as someone who. <laughs> I can know already how tell that we're going a down a better path. 
Yeah. <laughs> but now all I can think, I feel so. Um, Jinx was told not to say two words, and I can see those two words just running uh, no, through her forehead. No, I just feel forehead. so like um, self-critical right now. She got in my head. You're always self-critical. <laughs> She got and, listen, it's crowded in there. I'm just glad I was able to elbow my way in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, this um, this is a dream come true, uh, touring the world with my favorite drag sister. And we've known each other long before either of us were on Drag Race. So when we decided to create a show together, um, we we just knew like it was magic in the making. And I'm so glad neither of us uh <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> what, your microphone? I would love to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, um, it's super exciting to get to do this because it's something we've kind of been talking about some version of for a very long time. And mm-hmm. last year was the first Christmas tour mm-hmm. that we did together. To and Jesus, thanks for everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is the first one that... Um, And so I produced that show, which was there was nobody that I would rather take on that first sort of touring project with. Um, And then this one is our first international uh, tour, which is exciting to have drag queens self-producing that kind of stuff. Where are you going overseas? uh, We're going to be doing just three cities in the UK to start. uh, Oh, so exciting. Next year, the world. Uh, But we're doing London, (laughs) Manchester, and Glasgow. Glasgow. Oh, I've recently been. Oh, really? Yes. Did you I enjoy it? it? I really liked it. My best friend moved there, got married, and oh. abandoned me and moved there. <laughs> um, so I went to be in her wedding. <laughs> you went looking for her. Uh, but yeah, so mm-hmm. I went to rob her of any happiness that Perfect. she had found. Did you have to wear a kilt for the I wedding? I did. You did? Did you wear did you, it traditionally? I mm-hmm. did. No, because <laughs> this is the thing. If it's a rental, they tell you you can't. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, really wouldn't even want to if someone else had worn it before you. But I, I guess we're also talking about penises as if they like are sneezing goo yeah. all the time. <laughs> That's <laughs> sometimes like, they do. I feel like it would have added a layer of excitement if I had worn it traditionally. But there's also so many pieces. It took me like 45 minutes to put it on. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to respond to anything for a while after hearing the phrase sneezing goo. So (laughs) you all just carry the conversation till I recover. (laughs) How did you pick this name? How'd you come up with this name? It's just comes from a place of truth as all good Mm -hmm. art does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bit we do in the show. um, But we, we literally sat, uh, the first thing we did to prepare for last year's tour um, was come up with a title for the show. And it was three hours of us just sitting there saying anything that came to mind that could possibly be funny. Mm-hmm. What was the worst one? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, girl, you got tree mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's next year. But my favorite one personally was another drag queen. Wait, what was it? Uh, another drag queen touring show now with content. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the poster already. Um, it's in Times New Roman. Another good one was Jesus Done Already Done Had His. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have show names for years. We do. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's true. We developed them all ahead and, of time. And then, of course, it, you know, when we had used every good um, title idea, it just ended up being things like Snow Job. And <laughs> <laughs> that was Jinxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you landed on a good one. Um, so how did you meet? I know I remember watching 
Drag Race, there was an, a specific part I was looking for because I remembered you saying, Dela is my Seattle sister wife. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find the episode because I wanted to um, like date it correctly. Oh, I don't know. Because they generally, if if the... It couldn't have been on my season, maybe. No, it was it was, like, I think it was your season and you were there for something... Like reviewing the season or something. Yeah, or it was like they were, it was like a a challenge and you were there to instill fear. You just made that up. Yeah, because I didn't do do that until season 11. That was a night terror. It might have been all stars, maybe? Nope. Nope, wasn't involved in that either. I swear. Maybe you just saw some web content and then wove it into your experience of the show. These days, honestly. Yeah, but we have known each other for um, about a decade now and we were pretty much enamored with one another the moment we met each other but uh a lot um, of deep tongue kissing oh you know what i just remembered what it is i think you were talking about robbie turner <laughs> does that make sense what do we all look the same to you seattle all seattleites look the same yeah, to you i can't tell you the do difference. look like a lot like kelsey Grammer. <laughs> like roz <laughs> like Camille I don't know I feel like that um, reference was a little esoteric uh, <laughs> everybody drank the band the words, words. <laughs> let's see if I can work in the next word I'm sure you can <laughs> what like what are close relationships between drag queens common or do you feel like there's more rivalries I'm curious about the rivalries I hate them all I think rivalries are the ones that are more like played up for television uh, drama okay. I don't mm-hmm. think in my experience they are not the um, the norm I think most drag queens are pretty bonded because because we're a unique breed of animal that uh, you know I don't know they're like the world is a bizarre place for a drag queen and so we've got to kind of find sistership yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i felt so close to all the queens that i've like done a show with you know like an ongoing show um before drag race i had i mean i've been working in drag since i was like 15 so i had done multiple different shows with casts of girls and it's funny because it's like sometimes these drag sisters of yours are not people you would hang out with in any other context, but you do drag together and you do the show together and they become family unconditionally. And then the drag race sisterhood is also a very s- strong bond because um, I, this is probably problematic, but I always call it our nom (laughs) like um no one in the world will ever know what that experience was like except for those who went through it Mm -hmm. and on our side of the camera so you know i might not um be the hugest fan of every drag race girl but i absolutely get along with all of them Mm -hmm. and and work well with them and i feel like we could pretty much reach out to anyone and say, hey, I need help with this, or I'm having trouble with this, and we'd all help each other. <laughs> That's so nice. It is nice, isn't <laughs> it? it? Is. Yeah. Um, so what can people expect from the show? What are we getting? Uh, <laughs> look, look at her. Oh, she's I just really love it. doing this show. I really love working with Dayla. Just say the and word we... you want to say. Say well, it. Well... <laughs> Here's the thing is... No, and just say the word. Don't even give it context. Just say it. Just get it out. 
Masturbatory. Okay. <laughs> so we're and done with that. We can move words. on. <laughs> the thing is, I'm very satirical in, in my writing and in my performance style. So when I call our show an esoteric masturbatory <laughs> political rant, <laughs> that I'm describing it poorly as a joke because that's how I do. <laughs> I'm but here for it. Um, yeah, no, I think that actually, so I actually, I don't think Jinx is wrong, uh, but <laughs> I do think that there's, uh, you know, so in terms of what just people are going to see when they walk in the door, there's, uh, you know, it's all live singing, comedy, dance, uh, I mean, I put dance in quotes around us, um, <laughs> you, and tons and of burlesque. just, ri- Dana yes. will take her clothes off at yes, some point. Yes, I will. Oh. Jinx will if she smokes enough pot. And <laughs> I, um... But then, you know, I think the the other side of it then is that we really do try to do something that is about the fact that the holidays are difficult, especially Mm. for queer people, you know, like we're inundated with messages about family and going home. And that's not something that resonates for everybody. So it's both just like fun and laughter and camp and few dirty jokes but also um (laughs) you know like uh, celebrating and creating a space that we as queer people can have a great time and you know people who are not queer but also just are looking for something different something that makes them as outsiders feel great or just a fun theater experience Mm -hmm. yeah and you know um i think when you take our two performance styles and our two writing styles, what you get is something um, uh, a little anachronistic. (laughs) (laughs) She's just leaping through her dictionary right now. You can't see this at home. Someone has like the toilet paper with the vocab word of the day on it. Um, She's got a thesaurus. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, what I like about our performance styles together is we are like vaudeville. You know, mm. we've got we've got very clear personas. We've got very clear conceits. Um, it's all set up right in the beginning of the show. You know, Dela loves Christmas. Jinx hates Christmas. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> um, but beyond that, um, we share so many political views. We share a mission statement as artists. We have similar goals with what we do with our platform, with our advocacy work, and the kind of queer role models we want to see in the world. So you're going to go see a show that's really hilarious and has a lot of entertaining bits and a lot of dick jokes and stuff like that. (laughs) And then when you're least suspecting it, a life lesson, you know, uh, um, a little... uh, a little poignant <laughs> look at the state of the world today. Mm. I, she's I, pausing between words because she's just a leaping through that. <laughs> you know, normally it's it's difficult to do all your interviews with your producer. Normally, I'd have this buffer time between the interview and the producer calling me angrily, like, <laughs> <laughs> but not with Dela. But that's one of the best things about our tour is micromanagement. Um, <laughs> Um, it's for us by us, you know, and um, there's. It's actually only for us. <laughs> <laughs> Some would call that masturbatory, <laughs> but um, no. Uh, Dela, as a producer, it, it's there's no other way to explain it other than like drag queen should be. 
producing drag work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I always try to explain that if you are not a drag queen, and I don't mean you've done drag a couple times, but if you have not made your living at some point in your life as a drag queen and crawled through the mud on your hands and knees and done that whole slog, you don't know the special challenges that we face as performers. I can't tell you how many times I get into a venue and they're like, okay, well, you're right on time. The show will be starting in an hour and a half. You think you can be ready in 40 minutes? I'm like, are you insane? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what goes into this? This is a head-to-toe transformation, you know? So... It was, you know, just the most perfectly managed tour last year. I mean, we still had to <laughs> we still had to be up at six every other day for flights and stuff, mm. but not a moment of it felt like a chore. That's amazing. Yeah, it's true. It's you know, once we actually hit the road last year, it was. I didn't. I mean, I assumed traveling just with Jinx was going to be really difficult but um, <laughs> but yeah no it really was truly just one of the most like easy breezy and enjoyable tour experiences that I've had so yeah, yeah. how excited when does the tour start we open uh, Black Friday, uh, mm. November 29th in DC. Then we go to the UK for three dates. Then we're back to the US uh, and touring across the country through December 29th when we close in LA. So all those dates are at jinxandela.com along with ticket links. Amazing. Um, I read an interview where you talked about the holidays as uh, young children and teens, and I thought it was very interesting. So if you you told a very funny story, well, you both did. I, I just think, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I'm ranting. <laughs> I'm just ranting. Listen, right you're next to like the I don't even ranting. have a question. Doing great. <laughs> I think we're talking about um, the discovery of Jinx uh, realizing that yes, there was no are. Santa Claus. Oh yeah, hit it. <laughs> It's a oh, very uplifting story. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, uh, I was raised by a single mother. And I remember this night, Christmas Eve, I woke up in the middle of the night to hear my mom sobbing. And I thought, what's she doing? She's going to scare away Santa Claus. <laughs> so I go out there to confront her. And basically, within a moment, she's like, I need your help. <laughs> Santa Claus isn't real. And I need you to help me. <laughs> put your brother's bike together as tears are running down her face and falling into her big gulp full of vodka and diet Dr. Pepper. And and so I had to help her build my brother's bike moments after finding out that Santa Claus wasn't real. So my brother had a great Christmas that year. (laughs) And um, that was actually a bit in our show last year. And I had to perform that monologue in front of my mother. And it was a very interesting experience to be on stage with my chosen family, ranting about my blood family while my blood family's in the audience watching it. And at the end of it, I was like, and that's the year I found out Santa Claus wasn't real because my mother ruined Christmas for me. She's right over there. <laughs> it was it was a culmination of a lot of things for me. <laughs> cathartic, I hope. Yeah, yeah. When did you the ultimate therapy session? <laughs> cathartic, somewhat esoteric. <laughs> Ultimately, very masturbatory. <laughs> when did you find out that Santa wasn't real? Oh, I don't think my Santa not being real story was this spe- was. I mean, it certainly can't compare yeah, to that. Just disappointing holidays. Yeah, in general. no. I mean, it just falls into the uh, blur of childhood trauma. Um, yeah. 
been there. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that my, you know, I mean, we talk a lot, too, about the way that, like, queer kids, uh, what their unique Christmas experiences are, specifically the idea of sort of gender policing through gift giving, Mm -hmm. which was a big part of both of our childhoods. One of my earliest Christmas memories is holding a He-Man villain action figure in my hands and just sobbing inconsolably (laughs) while my mother tried to calm me down because I was so traumatized by this hyper-masculine... I, it was like it felt like a declaration of war from my family <laughs> against my gender. <laughs> that gendered gifts are a difficult thing. I mm. I was given a lot of gender neutral gifts because they knew I didn't want boy toys, but no one could bring themselves to buy me like the the girl oriented toys I actually wanted. So I got things like a star named after me and like a tree planted in my name and nothing you could play with. Like things your boss would give you. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't until I, you know, started playing video games and then finally there was something because, you know, they could get me a video game that was intended for little boys, but they don't know that I play as a woman in The Sims. Mm. (laughs) I was always Peach. During oh, Mario Kart. excuse me, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, Peach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just talking about how we would get the Power Rangers because then it would come with the pink and the yellow one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tricked my mom for a long time into thinking that the yellow ranger was a boy. <laughs> and then one day she saw an episode and she, she literally said, you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have two brothers, so they would take the other Power Rangers and then I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I got stuck with the pink and oh, the yellow yeah. one again. I'm just going to take these quietly up to the attic by myself (laughs) 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 and you describe the show as mostly scripted what does that mean that means that we're for both you like, guys. What does that mean? That means we're pretty meticulous writers, and we yeah. do um, like we sort of do this process, uh, kind of squirreling ourselves away, artist retreat style. Or it's a little bit like me imprisoning Jinx and making her work. But um, <laughs> we uh, and we just like there really. Is but yeah, we um so we it's just kind of through this dialogue process that we wind up writing most of the script. But you know, once you get in front of an audience, yeah. it's never quite the same from night to night because Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might be a little bit of a loose cannon sometimes. No. Like one of those people where if you tell them there's two words specifically not to say in an interview, that they'll bring it up literally every time they have a chance <laughs> to speak. But that's also it's kind of like, I think that's what's so fun about our relationship is that we we trust each other enough to break the rules with each other. And um, I just never feel like there's any situation we could get into on stage that we couldn't get out of together. Mm. And there's very few people um, I've worked with in my career that I feel that strongly about, you know. Um, there were times in the tour last year, you know, you get your rowdy, drunk audience members i would call it um the the suburban housewives having their once a year day (laughs) 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 and we'd get like these people hollering at us and um sometimes i would engage a little too fervently and and i could just feel dayla like being ready for the moment i was like (laughs) needed a lifesaver thrown to me (laughs) a life preserver she was right there to get me back on the script after i have been like having a full volume conversation with an audience member (laughs) essentially yeah jinx's nonverbal way of shouting la 
mine. <laughs> 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 you should start shouting line in the show I think that's funny <laughs> Hey there's a bit right there <laughs> Honestly I would watch it mm-hmm. Should, should we, we wanna play? play Yeah so we have this game that we play um, We call it cock it or block it okay. Which means cock it you like it Block it you don't And so this, should, this can be anything So we'll, we're gonna do three Okay Ready <laughs> Ready So the first one Cock it or block it Mustaches on men. Cock it. Um, cock it. <laughs> I feel lots of different ways. It's very situational and circumstantial. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> it depends on John the Bolton's. No. Like I have a my 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 best friend and comedy partner Nick Sahoya is a terribly attractive person, and for some reason he grew a mustache and. I to this day never understand why. <laughs> well, my partner who's right outside and has been helping us on this entire press tour has a mustache, so I'm pretty. But much see, Gus looks good in that mustache. <laughs> he does look very Nick good. Nick look mustache. like what are you trying to pull here, Mister? Yeah, it's all about the person. I agree. Like I couldn't pull off a mustache. Me neither. It just doesn't. <laughs> like I'm just gonna leave the the part that doesn't thin out my face. I don't think so. You know. <laughs> Well, it's you know, my like natural contour. Vertical stripes, super. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you just did one of those little dark mustaches right, right above your middle. upper, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It just yeah. like connects your nose to your upper lip. That would be very slimming. <laughs> I don't know. It might come with its own bag of problems. So esoteric doesn't sell tickets, but Hitler references. That's how I you're, was talking that's about Chaplin. How dare you? <laughs> All uh, <laughs> right, Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, block it. Cock it. I love um, cooking. Genocide. <laughs> uh, I guess I could cook turkey on any other day, too, yeah. but I really love cooking turkeys. Mm. It's the cheapest meat on the market. Is, Is that it? true? It's true. Except for this time of year, right? I suppose that's true. I suppose because my mother would buy like multiple turkeys and keep them in a freezer. Oh, really? For years. Because <laughs> then it... For years. I was about yeah. to say, that's smart. And then I sort of rethought it. Like, buy, the, buy them in January. I always forget to prepare for cooking a turkey until the last minute. So every time I've cooked a turkey, I've had to get it the night before and um, do a... Um, uh, bathtub thawing yeah. where you fill the bathtub with tepid water and just leave a turkey there overnight. This is in a hotel while she's on tour. <laughs> <laughs> that I There's cook no it with oven. my hair dryer. It takes um, 30 hours. <laughs> you just shove the hair dryer into the turkey. Yeah. Like we're stuffing. actually, we're flying on Thanksgiving. We start tour on Black Friday, so we're actually going to be on an airplane for Thanksgiving. I year. hope they feed us something good. <laughs> I bet they will have a Thanksgiving dinner that will be just I can't delicious. even blow our minds. <laughs> I can't even imagine what an airline Thanksgiving dinner would entail. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see it. The d- the dinner. On the <laughs> we'll do a live feed. You must. <laughs> live post it. Get it? Because feed. <laughs> so many references today. Uh, last but not least, Drag Race UK. Are you watching? I am. I'm I haven't watching. seen it yet. Dale hasn't seen anything past um, the when she eliminated herself. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, did Shangela win? Um, 
that's my favorite joke she always does people go um what did you think of the ending of all stars three and she goes haven't seen it yet (laughs) don't spoil it for me it works on so many levels it is a great bit (laughs) don't Um, no spoilers uh i like drag race uk i also like it a lot at first i was Didn't that a cock it or block it question? Yeah, that was yeah. a cock it or block cock it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I cock it as well. Especially the most recent few episodes are like very, very good. I don't block it. I just haven't cocked it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a lot of catching up to do. How many episodes are <laughs> there? No, I mean if you're only at all stars. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to get through breath. some other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> wow. What a note to go out on. Yeah. It is. Well, we can tell we've exhausted you. So. <laughs> I'm just no. waking up. I feel alive. Oh, I'm so jealous. You were at the dentist. I was this. at the dentist. How's I don't mean to spill your tea. But yeah. Oh, how does no, your face please. feel? It feel. I went in because I, I had a tooth that broke. Yeah, you can feel it. I can't feel it. So. <laughs> I had a tooth that broke at a dinner. I like felt a crush and then spit out half of my tooth. Oh, which you know your teeth are healthy when a <laughs> tiny bone in the rice makes your tooth <laughs> snap in half. Uh, that must have been so terrifying for you. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx just did a great bit for radio. <laughs> Hey, everyone here loved it. <laughs> Honestly, it was worth it. I, have, oh. I almost just said, reel the tape, but <laughs> apparently we're not filming. <laughs> so anyway, my teeth are fine. They're still there for now, except for the one that's being pulled out. Mm-hmm. Which tooth was it? Was it one of your favorites? But, no, it's over here. I, I hate them all at this point. No favorites because I despise every one of them. <laughs> um, okay, so we can get tickets at Jinxend. Jinxendela.com. That's J I N K X A N D D E L A. I feel it's important sometimes to spell it out. Look who's coherent. We'll do a swipe up. We'll put it in the bio yes. or the link in the bio. And where can our okay. listeners find each of you on social? I am at Bendel Cram across boards. Yeah, I'm. Um, at Jinx Monsoon on everything except for Instagram. I'm the Jinx. Because somebody took Jinx Monsoon some, before she could get yeah, it. Yeah, some oh, fan. Then you can buy that back. How I many followers does it have? That's <sighs> What kind of a fan does that? Have you I, reached out? No, because... Don't give them no. the satisfaction. I mean, because I can't change mine now, right? I'm not going to start over. I just yeah. hit a million. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Jinx, God, congratulations. The Jinx is you. also the title of that um, documentary. Right? <laughs> I know. But I had the Instagram <laughs> handle first before I killed all those people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's important. Yeah. All right. Thank you both for being here so Thank much. You. We'll have to see you at the holidays. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Batches.